computers are mean. Computers are mean because when you've recorded a seriously lengthy introduction to the Quite Enjoyed podcast number 11 uh, with your friend at his house using his microphones and uh, and he turns to you and says, hey, can you sort this one out? Can you edit this one? Because I'm tired of doing all the work. And I sort of turn around and go, yeah, of course, man, no problem. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'll take it home and I'll look after it and I'll um, ship it back to you when it's done. Podcast wrapped and ready. But uh, then the computer says, well, you're using a different version of the recording program, aren't you? Yes, well, it's the same recording program, but it's a different version. Oh, I see, yes. Well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll import all the clips that you've asked for and I'll arrange them on the timeline as you had them. But I'll just shift them by about 30 seconds and, uh, and you'll lose the first 30 seconds of the recording regardless of what you do. But then you just need to be aware that your timeline, the waveform monitor on it, and your actual voices are 30 seconds apart. Right? And I go, what? No, that's no good. So, with that in mind, here's the middle of a conversation. Welcome to Quite Enjoy. Everywhere. Everywhere. All over the place. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, you'd expect rats in London, mm. but not antelopes. No, no, not at all. No. The size issue... Is, is a major it's thing. It's horrendous. You can barely get a car down the road, let alone a stampeding horde of antelopes. Although I think what what sort of ultimately worked for the, the City of London is that the antelopes were too big to get through the underground barriers. And luckily, everyone had their oyster cars. So they all retreated into Bayswater Station and the, the city was saved. Pretty much the same as they did in war times, like taking solace in the underground. Mm. Um, but this time again from stamping animals instead of uh, German bombers. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Can I share something with you? Absolutely. I'd like to share uh, the sound of summer. Okay. Which is um, this. And that is the sound of summer. And do you know what that was? Well, you do, because you watched me do it. Uh, I, I'm fucking glad that you didn't pursue music in any way, by the way. Really, really glad. I have no idea what you're talking the about. World, the world doesn't... The world doesn't miss your talent, I think, unfortunately. You're very good at what you do. I'm gl- just glad that that's not what you do. Well, that was good. With the... Yeah. Horses running across glass. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, or, no, ti- or tiny glass horses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> As you being told, that's what that is. It actually comes to something when you're talking enough in aim bollocks for the machine to say, do you know what, you're going to have a jingle now and shut the fuck up. (laughs) Hey there, buddy, stop going on. I want to play the song and get on with the podcast. That's me leaving the jingle on the track, deleting everything we'd done previously and just playing it through for you. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That works okay. Let's hope there's no inappropriately placed sound effects that suddenly appear out of nowhere. Yes, let's not mention any, so I have to go and put some back later. No, uh, so as I was saying before, the jingle so rudely interrupted for once. Fire. Um, go on. Find fire. 
Find a jingle or a piece of audio that sounds like fire, you tosser. Fire! Chant. What was that? Cat sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it was. Cheeseburgers. Because <laughs> we all know that's what that's what they think of. Man, no. man creating phlegm in slow motion. Shall I explain what that tappy tappy noise was before we go any further? Because otherwise we just wander off into the dark again. I thought we were just going to kind of avoid, what, ignore it. it. Yeah. No, the tappy tappy sound of summer is tapping on the top of a beer can to reduce the amount of fizz. Scientific fact or fraud that that actually works? Scientific fact or fraud? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, somebody has shaken up a, Coca- a can of Coca-Cola before and given it to me mm-hmm. and said, open it. You know, this is in school, and I, I remember the tappy, tappy, tappy thing, but I didn't do it like you did it. Mm-hmm. I um, Could you hold my microphone, please? Yep. i do it like this. Okay, so this is uh, Andy tapping the side of the can, also tapping the f- front of the can. Uh, top of the can. Top of the can, sorry, with his thumb. And that, that works for me. People with Parkinson's disease must be wicked at this. I imagine they are, yeah. And shaking, and shaking paint. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> and playing very small drums. Finger drums. And oscillating. Perhaps at the start of the flight of the bumblebee. I believe that was actually composed by a man with Parkinson's disease. So laugh ye not. Okay, shan't. Hmm. Ah. I, I'm not. I'm not basing this knowledge on anything. I'm no. just assuming. Well, I, I assumed that you were assuming, but then for you to then say you're basing it on nothing, you know, you just come up like a fraud. I'm going to open this can of beer now after all this tapping and see what actually happens. In stereo. Satisfying. Well, it didn't go everywhere. So it's fine. Yep. So what, the system works? Yeah, we'll call that one a fact. More facts coming at you, like a big cacophony of fact-based anger. By at least 2012. Fact one. Were you to uh, unravel your entire small, sorry, not lower and uh, upper intestinal tract. Which we shan't be doing to prove this point. No, no, no. But were you to do such a thing and live to tell the tale, it would stretch roughly a mile. So we've got a mile of gizzards inside of us. Mm. That's, uh, that's a horrifying thought. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Who discovered that? Who thought, right, how long is this? Let's stretch it out for a bit. You've got to stretch that for a mile? Well, the guy the guy who... It was a mile-long mile test lap. The guy who opened up the first esophageal, you know, quarter yeah. and went from the gullet all the way down to, like, the base of the, the stomach, uh, see what was inside, so that we could have those skeletons that we have in science class when we're kids, you know, the, Love with the body works. Yeah. Uh, also, you could go to that weird German guy's thing at the O2. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, they uh, they obviously wanted to take everything out and see what was in it. So like the very first time that you replace your old sort of games console mm. with a new one, and then you decide because you don't need your old one that you're going to unscrew it and see how it works inside. I did that with the Super Nintendo of mine that you broke. I threw it. I couldn't unscrew it because Nintendo used um, anti unscrew screws, 
Mm, that you can't, yeah, I can't, I couldn't find the screwdriver for it. There are websites now and everything that do it, but back in 1998 or whenever it was, you couldn't find them. Mm. So um, I used my own method of unscrewing, which was throw it out the window as hard as you could. That worked. That worked. Well, yeah, yeah, it would. Came apart like a beauty. Um, but uh, no real basis for the uh, for the repair of damaged systems, though. It did void the warranty somewhat. Yeah, I imagine yeah. it would have. Just when you say I broke it, yeah. I was led to believe that I wrecked the box that your Super Nintendo came in. Did I actually break your Super Nintendo? Nothing to do with the box. You and Stephen Duck were the last two to be seen playing the Super Nintendo alive. You were playing Street Fighter, uh, and we were all downstairs, and when we came back up later that night, the Super Nintendo was no longer working. I do not remember that. Mm. That's fact. Really? Mm. Well, that's second fact of the day, then. Intestinal tracks are over a mile long, and I'm a bastard. Yep, and I'm still waiting to reprise my... Oh, what's inflation since then? I don't Three know. grand. I also, I, I also believe I owe you £15 for a mobile phone. You do owe me £15 <laughs> for a mobile phone. But we'll uh, we'll call that one even once you cook the steaks tonight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah fine. that's fine. See, this is good. Yeah. This is what man living is all about. Fr- friend economic. Eco- e- friend, friend economics. Fr- yeah, friend economic. The world would never work like that, would it? Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, it does work like that. That's ha- exactly how it works. Tell you what, we'll forget all about your debt. If you cook give us, us a nice some more steak. of that tzatziki. <laughs> Thank you, Greece. Uh, oh, oh, we got halloumi as well. We have got halloumi. Wicked. Now, halloumi is a mad thing. It's a cheese that you could Because I've realised a lot of people don't know what halloumi is. No. And a lot of people don't like halloumi. A lot of people stray away from foreign things. Ooh. Is the foreign problem. things are good. Foreign things are great. Yeah. <laughs> they do food so much better than us. Yeah. So much better. What do you mean it's not bland and unappealing? Well, yeah. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. What do you mean it's not a chip? I'm not <laughs> having it. <laughs> well, um, what, what kind of chip is it then if it's <laughs> not a chip? <laughs> well, halloumi, I'm not having it. Um, yeah, halloumi is a cheese that you cook. And I was explaining this to my nan um, a couple of weeks ago. And she couldn't quite get her head around the fact that you could cook cheese and that it doesn't melt. I said, no, no, no. This it in fact solidifies. Yeah, it solidifies. It becomes a kind of flaky, um, crispy, salty, yeah, crispy yeah. goodness. Very salty. And Very salty. And she, just, she was just like, well, that's not cheese then, is it? But I said, well, it is. It is a cheese. And it's of the cheese family. It's, used, it's made using yeah. the cheese process. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So if you haven't tried halloumi, try halloumi. It's it's it. bloody delicious. Grill it or fry it. Yeah. Both are good, but not for very long. Just to, you know, brown off the edges a little bit. Yeah. We this evening are going to barbecue it. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, Which is a form of grill. It I is. Suppose. It is. It's a flame grill. It's a flame grill. It's a flame it's grill. Exactly what it is. What it is. It's exactly what Burger King have always failed to deliver. Oh. Oh, interesting find of the week, by the way. Uh-huh. I meant to tell you about. Um, you know the uh, game trailers website, which I'm always looking at mm-hmm. and frequently posting stuff on or about on the Quite Enjoy Scatterboard. Get that one in. Uh, oh yeah! By the way, the uh, the new Quite Enjoy Scatterboard. Yeah, how's everyone finding it? Anyone looking at it? And well, we know you are. We can see the numbers going up. Yeah, yeah. Um, hope, hope you're liking it. Welcome. Yeah. Have, uh, have a biscuit. Stick yeah. around. Have a biscuit. Um, you're entitled to a free pen, which you shall not receive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we do not because have any. We do not have any free <laughs> we pens. We have no free pens. But I have four pens in my bag, but they are my pens. They are not for you. <laughs> they are not your pens. No. Um, but you're entitled to one. So, yeah, catch up with us later. Yeah, the Quite Enjoy Scatterboard, which is getting more and more updates and a bit more popularity now since we've moved to WordPress. Shout out to WordPress. Woo! WordPress! WordPress! Because uh, blogger.com was doing jack shit for 
our uh, ego. Idiom. <laughs> yeah, it was. Idiom, sir. It was offer, offering nothing, offering nothing and taking so much. Um, it was easy to update. We'll give it that, but it didn't have uh, anyone looking at it. Basically, we had no subscribers and there was no traffic to it. But now with WordPress, everybody's on that. So yeah, we're getting we're getting lots of hits a day. So we're very very glad of that. Thank you very much. So yeah, so sorry to drag you off that. You were talking about the, uh, the, oh, the games ga- trailers. The game trailers website. Yeah. They have started a fantastic new section, which I kind of wish we'd thought of ourselves to try and do it. Um, I th- oh, I can't remember what they've called. It's not soapbox. It's something it, something like that. It's it's basically getting out the mythology and like all these really really obscure rumors and cheats that you can do in games that are always like myth busted like uh for example one of the ones they did was people say that in the original super mario brothers it is possible to jump over the flagpole yes. in one of the levels yeah, yeah, yeah. and they say is this fact or fiction so they you can run above can't you you can i no yeah not not that kind of level i mean you know at the end of the thing when there's the little steps and there's the flagpole oh, right yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. you could jump and over that flagpole based on how high the flagpole is yeah. how high your score is yeah, yeah. and get past that flagpole right. and see what's at the end of can the level you? They did it, and they found out you can. You can. On one level, it is possible to jump over that flagpole. And you carry on at the end of the level. The game doesn't end. You carry on, carry on. And then I think it glitches out, and you suddenly fall through the floor. So it doesn't like take you into a realm of amazingness where no. you get infinite you know, lives. No, and it's just a computer glitch, but oh, you fine. can do it. But one of the impressive ones, the one this week, do you remember Super Smash Brothers Brawl? I've never played any of the Smash Brothers series. It's very good. It's a fighting game. You understand the premise of it. It's a fighting game with all the Nintendo characters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a main boss in it called Master Hand, which is this massive big hand that you fight at the end who has laser beams and everything. He's basically the big-ass motherfucker mm-hmm. from the game. Anyway, he's not a playable character. You can't, you can't play as him. But a couple of years ago, a rumor sparked up on the net that you could play as him using a very, very obscure... Um, Glitch, glitch in method, yeah. in the machine, and games trailers tested this out. And what you uh, what they were testing out was you had to go onto the character select screen, start it up straight away, change the player to human, but not select any character, because the minute you press the A button on the character screen, it would start selecting character. Leave it blank, and then you had to press B A A B very quickly so that the game would actually go to the character to go to the level select screen without selecting character. It took them two hours, but they managed to do it get to the character select screen and they got into the game and they were master hand and that was it they became the main boss because they did did some research into the code if you have your controller plugged into port three it's reserved for the boss character right so they they block off that port for him and if you don't select any character it loads character id object one which is master hand so it's a it's a complete glitch it's not meant to happen but you can play as him and he's controllable wow yeah and they found that out. But this is a brilliant series which is going on like they do once a month. There's some fascinating stuff, you know, you'd never think of. But they've proved they're true. Fucking hell. Yeah. You're a massive geek. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to you going, yeah. I mean, great. But I, I love it. I love things that aren't. Three hours, you've just told me. They Three hours of yeah. them pressing A and B yeah. and A and B with the. Who's got that time? Well, I Is don't. Is that their job? I, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, they get paid multi-millions for it. Oh, multi-millions. 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 I mean, a pound? <laughs> <laughs> a few quid. I, I'd do a, it for three. A few bob a day. But do you know what? I'd do it, I'd do it for 10k a year. Because, I mean, if, if you... Um, 
you wouldn't fucking scratch your ass for 10k a year. <laughs> F- <laughs> 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> um, fuck, I'm going to get... Doesn't matter. Um, think about how frustrating it is when you're trying to do this one bit of a level in, in any game. Mm. And it's, it's besting you. And you're trying desperately to sort of overcome this little part of the game. Their whole job is to live in that moment of incredible annoyance where you're just desperately trying to do one specific thing to prove a point. That's they don't get the enjoyment that we get of the general gameplay. Are you sure? I. You worked. You worked. Games testing. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What was that place you worked at? X. Um, Codemasters. No, not. You work at Codemasters. Yeah, in Leamington. Oh, are you on about the um, X? X. All oh, right. Um, X. What's it? Yeah, fucking in uh, Portland. Important place. Yeah. Um, X League. Yeah. Thank you. X League TV. Thank yeah. you very much. There you go. I'm there. Right on. Thanks. I only work there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that uh, that 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 part of the job where you're playing games consistently mm. is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Three months of playing Halo Two and FIFA and Gears of War and all that, and testing out the new PS Three. That was amazing. Well, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Doing this one little tiny bit of a level. For four hours, pressing repeat buttons, I don't think that is the dream. I think that's the dream where the dream is a nightmare. Depends how much you're into breaking the system or how many other people that you can pass the buck onto once you've done it for an hour and can't be asked anymore. Yeah. If you've got a team of three of you, it's quite easy that, you know, it's a challenge that you want to break. So you'll give it up for an hour or so, go away, have a beer, have something to eat because yeah. they're bound to have beer. It's games. Beer and games go hand in hand. They do. Or would it be like a many monkeys at many typewriters? Trying to, uh, trying to create well, Shakespeare. I don't know how ambidextrous monkeys are to be able to press the correct buttons on controllers. Well, it's, 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 the, uh, it's the, the, the basic sort of personification of chaos theory. Saying that uh, if you have you know a million monkeys at a million typewriters typing forever, eventually they'll type Shakespeare, which I don't believe is true. No. Eventually they'll just keep typing, just in a space, 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 ink spell. Well, that's in the same method of thinking that I could give you a piece of paper that just has the alphabet on it, and in there is every great works of Shakespeare that has ever been written ever, and that would be true. Well, that is true. Yeah. So um, this monkey theory is far too much effort. I could do A, B, C to Z, and <laughs> it'll all be in there. That's were, it. were you to actually say to me, I've given you the gift of literature as like the ultimate Christmas present, and I unwrap it to find that you've just written down the alphabet. I, I would framed be, it. I would be annoyed at you. <laughs> I'd frame it. I can get a frame. What about gold plating? Not I'd, proper I'd, gold, obviously. I'm not made of money. <laughs> I love don't you love phrases? I'm not made of money. Yeah. So if you were made, you of, were money. made of money, you would tear off some of your arms to give it to me, but as you're not made of money, I'm getting nothing. M- money doesn't grow on trees. It does actually. It's exactly where it grows. <laughs> because it's paper. Yes. Therefore, <laughs> it grows on trees. In fact, it is a tree. It grows it, it, it grows it, in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it is of the tree. It is the growing process of it's the a, tree. It's only because we send it to a fucking factory in plastic coated that it's not proper paper. As we've suddenly started on this, I, I think we should ride with this one.
phrases. And you know, Peter Kay has done this, so you know, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, he I'm has. Not gonna, but in his, I'm not going to steal his direct material. But I like the ru- the road that he was going down. Okay, but let's just avoid his road, which is what's that all about at the end of everything? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for the feeble Peter Kay impression. It there, was but very bad. You sounded yeah. like Peter Kay's parrot. What's that all about? He has got parrot. <laughs> parrot Kay, it's called. All right. Okay. It's not a phrase, but it well actually is a phrase. Whenever you say something that a parrot says, you always say. Something, something, at the end of it. Yeah. Ne- never in my life have I heard a parrot repeat something and go, at the end of it. But that's what a parrot sounds like. But that doesn't Even matter. Even though it doesn't, that's how you identify. <laughs> uh, if, so I, if I looked at you and went, Rawr! you go, you're doing a parrot So impression. that's an audible mime for parrot. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, it is. I have a parrot, I have cockatiel, and he can repeat words. You don't go, at the end of things. He just does that at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, oh, over and over. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. I do miss Willie. I miss him. He's not here right now. He's not. He's coming back. Is he? Hmm. Is he on tour? He's on tour at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> he can. He can be found in Stratford upon Avon and Leamington Spa. I don't like. Um, well, never did me any harm. No, I don't like that either. Never did me any harm. No, you never did it. No, you never did this awful thing that I've got to do. Mr. Um, uh, one of our PE teachers, who I'm going to mention now because it doesn't mean jack shit to anybody, Mr. Crowley. Oh, such a tosser. Such a tosser. But he had a saying that he'd always say, he's like, I'd never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I'm like, you fucking do it then. You get up and run five laps around the cargy field and then play badminton. You do it. Do you know that pedo-faced moustache tosser used to call me Kenko? Kenko? Like the coffee. Doesn't even work. Your name's Andrew Jenkins. Doesn't even anyone... Jenkins, Jenko, Kenko. Jenko? Kenko. That's a bit of a fucking stretch. I think calling yeah, Jenkins to Jenko to Kenko is a bit of like, oh, your name's Brian. That rhymes with lion. And so therefore you are Bar. Top Hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> top Hat? Um, yeah, yeah I, I I tried to reciprocate once by calling him Crowboy. Crowboy? <laughs> he didn't like that. No, of course he didn't. I remember Mr. Little who came in to take over Mr. Crowley and he let us do wrestling and that was awesome. No, I never had Mr. Little. We just had Mr. Vale and Mr. Crowley. Uh, Mr. Vale, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Hang on. I've just got to say this, right? I didn't like Mr. Vale when I was at school. Okay. I didn't like him. Right. But post-school, yeah, I see him and he waves and he smiles and he always says, all right. And even though he's a bit of a condescending bastard and he loves himself and he's got two Peugeots outside his house, and he loves the Peugeots. <laughs> As you do, you know. I don't. Uh, I don't sort of hold anything against him as a person, Mr. Crowley. The police do, Mr. Well, yeah, they probably do. Fucking shirtlifting bastards. But yeah, Mr. Crowley was uh, just a fucking despicable man. Didn't he get pulled over for? Uh, this is complete libel. Um, <laughs> yeah, weird defamation. Yeah, defamation of character. Stop yeah. that now. Uh, I liked Mr. Vale in school because I never wanted to do PE. I was ne- never, a, never a PE creature. Creature of habit, I was just like, how can I get out of PE? And the head of PE, Mrs. Scott Miller, or Mrs. Polly Filler, as she was then, um, huge ass, huge ass. She uh, always wore those pleated skirts and uh, and the then tracksuit bottoms yeah, made yeah. It look like Tinky Winky, which was her nickname, Tinky Winky. Um, um, you called her what? Polly Filler. Polly Filler. Scott Miller. We called her like Snot Spiller. I think it was or um, something ridiculous. Everyone's got their own play on it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, I just had Polly Filler because her face looked like powder. So. Uh, Anyway, she hated me because obviously I was throwing a spanner in the works of her perfect PE system and actually went and researched and found out that PE wasn't part of the national curriculum. It was a school's choice whether to enforce it after um, GCSE level. 
So once you go past the, you know, you do the first like, is it three years yeah, of school? Yeah, up then to the last up to two year of the nine GCSEs? and then 10, 11 of GCSEs. Yeah. yeah. GCSE level, it wasn't national curriculum, it probably is now. Cameron, thanks. Um, it, uh, it was by the school's choosing that they made you do PE. Right. Whereas I found this out and I said, well, I'm going to forfeit this and well, I'm going to say, not to do I'm going to choose not to do yeah. PE and, uh, and further my studies in other areas where my grade will actually matter. Yeah. And she came down on me on Tunnel Bricks and said, this isn't true. You know, you can't do this. And I, and I remember having this argument with her in the PE staff room where Mr. Vale and Mrs. Helica were there. My head of you. Yeah. And they uh, they supported me. And they said, he's right, you know. It's not part of the national curriculum. And if he's realised, he doesn't have to do it. That's so amazing. I never had to do Purely based on the again. fact that you bothered to look into it. Yeah. I didn't, you out of doing I didn't it. have to do PE again. And you know what? Mr. Vale signed every one of my report cards, uh, my PE report cards, as good attendance, good performance, good good, uh, good grade. Thank you. Good all round. I was like, thank you very much. I haven't turned up in years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so no, well done for, you know... Being the change you well, wanted to I see in the world. See, I'm not one for anarchy, but I just, I didn't, I thought it was unfair. I just thought, why, why am I being forced to do this for two hours, two hours of a day to where I could be doing something else, you know, like Plus sleeping you, or reading. You had a very mature attitude towards it because you said, in order to further enhance my studies in other areas where they'll be more important in later life. Mm. So it's not like you're saying, it's not like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna I don't want to do this. I'm going to go smoke pot and listen to Van Halen music. Yeah. You know, I you could quite, quite have easily have done that, but I didn't. You, know, you didn't no. go down that road. No. Which is good. Still fucking Van Halen. Rock and roll. So, uh, podcast then, number 11. Number 11. Do you know what? We've introduced it 23 minutes in. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to well, episode 11 of the Quite Enjoy podcast. With seven minutes to go, it's good to have you. Did you enjoy our drunken one? We were listening back to it earlier on, and uh, we don't remember saying half the stuff we were saying. We should drink more. Not like now, I just mean... Just in general. Know, to do podcasts. Podcasts should be a, 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 dr- a drunken thing. The, the problem is, though, you have no discipline. When you drink, you fall asleep. So you, last night, you were on your way to La La Land while reading the last 10 minutes of the podcast. I was um, I was pretty tired, man. Yeah, well, I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying we should two drink. o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not saying we should drink all night and then get home and <laughs> do a podcast. We should, like, do it in the afternoon, have a few drinks beforehand, and so we're all, you know, loosey-goosey and what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really tired last night. I I didn't have the energy at all to to continue with the with the nonsense we so were talking. I was I was fine with it at the start, but then towards the end, I was drifting and going, "Yeah, do you know what? I could just do with my bed right now." But you know what? When I went to bed, it was just like nothing you'd ever felt before. It's just like you know what? This is this is five star right here. This, this is heaven. This is heaven. Screw that stuff above the clouds. I'm staying here in this nice bed. I am. Um, I think a, a decent bed is very, very, very important to the very conducive to how you sort of like live your life and how happy you are. Absolutely, um, that was crap bed, crap person, crap bed, crap life. Yeah, I had a crap bed um, when I lived in London. I had a really crap bed in a really crap small room. I remember. Yeah. I ca- was that the place that I came over and stayed? With? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, crap bed, crap room, crap yeah. house, crap living environment, crap life. Yeah. Now I now live, everything's turned around. Now I live with an amazing woman, who is the coolest thing ever. My bed is so comfortable, and it's hers. Um, although, actually, can I just slag off my significant other for a second? So basically, yeah, oh, be- sh- a bed's very important. Tune into this one, Andrew. Yep, go on. Um, uh, we were at Nigel's house the other day. Nigel and Emma's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were at Nigel and Emma's, and um, 
we were trying to pick a movie to watch and we ended up picking uh, Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. <sighs> yeah, I know. <sighs> me and uh, me and uh, Nigel were laughing our asses off. As, uh, as only a human being can. Yeah, Emma and Andrea were bored to tears. It's a boy thing, they said. Really? Yeah. And then that made me think, because the only girl I actually know who has ever like told me that she likes Monty Python is the girl that introduced me to Monty Python, and that's Fiona, Fiona Joe, Joe Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. And then I realized I've never actually watched Monty Python with a girl before. And then I also realized I don't know how many girls like Monty Python. I also have never, never done this experiment, but be sure when my significant other, significant other, comes back, uh, I, I will be trying this experiment. Yeah, you mm. bloody sit her down and you say, "Hey, baby, we're gonna watch some Monty Python tonight. How do you feel about that?" And then very, very, very subtly study her reaction, and you let you let me and the general public know what's going on. I, I think I certainly will. I think this might actually be something of some sort of scientific weight and merit. That this, this is definitely a social experiment that needs to be conducted. I never thought that Monty Python would be a boy thing. Yeah. I've seen a lot of lesbians on TV begging them up. No. Hmm. They were very... Emma and Andrea were very, very bored looking and very tired looking. Me and Nigel were laughing like, like fucking hyenas on dope. Right? We were just creasing all over the place. Because it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. Yeah. Thank you. It is hilarious. Andrea thought it was a bit boring. Emma was fucking falling asleep. Slags. Well, there you go. Is it a boy thing? Who knows? Is it a boy thing? Is it a holy? The Monty Python series, a boy thing. Let's have some feedback, people. Send us some comments, you know, post on the blog. Let us know what you think. In fact, do these social experiments yourselves. If you've got girlfriends, show them. If you've got parents, mothers, show them. In, you know. In fact, there will be a poll on the scatterboard uh, as soon as this one goes live, um, which will have this social experiment on there. And I want some, yeah, I want some people to start clicking on it and, uh, and, and tell us, tell us what you found. Yeah, yeah get get your uh, get your partner to to watch some Monty Python if they're a female, and um, yeah, and give us some feedback on that one. Because I mean, that would be a dreadful shame. That it would be, be if it, would ju- it was just melting, because that would throw our top ten films at the moment completely out of whack. Why would it? Because it's not universal. It's nothing that everyone could enjoy. Yeah. It means that we've solely gone for the male market, which I like to think that we're a bit broader than that. Broader in, in the respect that our horizons are widened. Well, yeah, but also that we like to encompass both sides of the audience you know we don't want to just completely go for the masculine view here mm. even though you know we are both Males. ribbed individuals All that right. uh, love hunting deer well it's something worth thinking about yeah I'd say. um you were mentioning uh before we started this podcast about the new victoria line trains i believe i was link none but here we go uh <laughs> the um well how did you want to link it what was what clever piece of, of Do you know what I saw play? I saw a really shit film that didn't make it onto the top 10 which was called Creep which happened in the underground. Oh, talking of the London underground, I saw a new Victoria line train. There we go. Why about that? That was easy. That was that was quicker than your link as well. Mine wasn't a link. Exactly. I was just starting a fucking conversation. You don't need to be mean. Yes, I do. It's no, you don't. Beautiful. 
You hurt my feelings. Good. Well, good. <laughs> Victoria. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, go on. So the Victoria Line trains. Yes, they are introducing new trains to the Victoria Line. Because as you know, I I live in London, so I I naturally, like everyone else, abhor the tube, but also rely on it. Um, Yes, (laughs) I need it. Like a heroin addict needs fish and chips. The tube is essentially like a, a... you know, a mistreating husband. Yeah. He slaps you around a bit and makes you feel low, but you need him. And always cramps you in the corner. Yeah. Always. Um, yes, yeah, so they've started introducing new trains to the line, which I got on one on Thursday, Thursday evening coming home from work. Uh, and they're nice. They're nice. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not carriages on wheels, but no, they're, no. they're nice. They're, they're carriages on wheels, not carriages. They're a lot cleaner because they're newer. Yeah. The seats... Uh, have a lot more separation between them, even though there's the same amount of seats on there now. So it's not just the same one row with the armrests in yeah, between. Yeah. It's actually separate seats. Okay. Um. So you're up, you're opposite each other, and there's a little yeah walkway down yeah. the middle. Sort but of that thing. walkway is about a third bigger than the the tube trains now. So how have they managed to get all this extra space? Because you're still only working within the confines of the actual tunnel. You are, but I think the thing about the Victoria Line, certainly, is that the tunnels are always a little bit wider. So they have developed a slightly wider train, but it's not much. I think it's the in the it redesigning of the inside, like the seats aren't as deep uh-huh. anymore. The backrest certainly isn't as deep, because there was always that backrest and then that shelf yeah. that you put stuff on. That shelf's not there anymore, right, so it's okay. all pushed back against the windows. Oh, yeah, because I suppose, because that was where the um, where the ventilation was coming out. Yeah. Um, you mentioned air conditioning as well. Yeah, air conditioning in there. I was always under the impression that air conditioning on the underground was a no-no. Because of the amount of heat that it generates outside of the train, which would be pushed down the line with the wind. You know, when I the train comes and yeah, you feel the yeah, wind yeah. coming down and all that sort of thing. I don't think that it's air conditioning in the conventional sense of what we have bolted onto the sides of buildings with huge ass fans and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It must be some kind of airflow system that is filtered and pumped straight right, through. Okay. So it's just bringing the air that's yeah. coming through as the, ter- as the train passes. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, that makes some sense. Well, if they're nice, you know, rock and roll. Yeah, they're nice. There's just not enough of them yet. Did I um I ever tell you about my um my amazing dream where I made like a, a fortune of money? No, I, that uh, would be a great dream. And can I own, borrow a tenner? I uh, yes, absolutely. In Excellent. dreamland, you can borrow all the tenors. <laughs> um, in actual land, fuck you. <laughs> I've got no money. Fine. Um, we know where we stand. Yes. Um, yeah, I dreamt that I invented a time traveling device, but used it to sell to local councils uh, across the country so that they could freeze time, go and do all the roadworks that need doing, retouch all the buildings, you know, uh, set up brand new like motorway systems, basically clean the entire city so it looked amazing whilst everyone's frozen in time. And then they, you know, unfreeze time and uh, the city is just beautiful. And uh, I, I sold that to TFL in London in my dream. And uh, they used it to renovate the entire underground, and it was the most incredible, like efficient, beautiful thing ever. Every line was perfect. Every train came every thirty seconds. You know, it was just it was harmony. So suddenly, you just have a team of ninety-year-old workmen who have been working their entire lives in the split second that everyone's been frozen. Yeah, they've been paid off by TFL. Um, you know, 
to basically, you know, set themselves up for life. They're just sort of saying, well, everyone else will be frozen in time. You'll work for the rest of your days. But uh, here's lots of money that you can't spend because all the shopkeepers are frozen in carbon. Got to say, it sounds like it's open to abuse. Yeah, yeah, probably is. Hey, it was just a dream, you know. Uh, well, if it's a dream, it's a dream. Because um, you always hear about people saying like, uh, okay, say if we were to stop time, change things, and then suddenly start time again, people's initial reaction to everything around them suddenly changing mm. would send them into some kind of shock. I don't think that's true. I think you'd have a couple of seconds of, what the hell? And oh. then you'd be over it and you're like, that's quite nice. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, all I like that fancy. Everything just suddenly changed around you wouldn't disturb me too much. No, not at all. I think so. It's like blacking out and waking up somewhere else. It's some exactly the same thing. It's like a mini blackout. I, um, I've only blacked out once, but I, I didn't like the waking up process. Um, mine was a forced blackout. Someone hit you on the head? No, well, no, no, no. Uh, I believe that South African kids call it a pixie. And it's where someone gets behind you and they bear hug you with a crisscross arms over your chest. Yeah. They hug you and they push your neck down. And you kind of asphyxiate somewhat. And you just, it's like a sleeper hold in wrestling. Mm. And so you, um, you know, you fall unconscious. I was unconscious for three seconds. This is on a train to Birmingham uh, with two of my friends. Uh, I was unconscious for three seconds. And in those three seconds, in my mind, I lived an entire day, like a whole day happened, and an evening I can remember. You know, the, the two places that I ate food, I can remember who I saw, what I did, the music that I listened to, the film I watched. Well, as a kind of, of dream. Yeah, but it was like it was completely vivid. Wow. It was in my, as far as my head was concerned, a whole day and a whole night happened, and I went to sleep and all that sort of thing, and then I woke up. And I was on the train and for about 10 seconds, I was really perplexed and really uncomfortable with my surroundings and I felt really, really weird and I couldn't focus properly. And then I saw, you know, John and Craig sort of sat there just like smiling at me. And I went, I realized what had happened. I realized the preamble to it. I was like, how long was I out? And they were like about three seconds. And that really perplexed me because 24 hours or so it happened in my head. And then all of a sudden I wasn't in this summer's day fantasy land where all this stuff was going on i was on a train to birmingham at night time wow that's a that's a freak out and a half yeah so blacking out waking up in a different place so but however i woke up in a you know yellowy stagnant central train had i woken up in like a utopia where the whole world was polished and everything was nice and we had a very efficient train system then perhaps you know i'd be more sort of like oh, okay about mm. the whole thing Central trains are a far cry from utopia. Oh, central trains are just the, the devil. Uh, they're awful. You've ever lived in the Midlands. and uh, Or on a central trains carriage, <laughs> <laughs> as, as many people must because of the smell. <laughs> then you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. In fact, no. All the, te- the target demographic that we're talking about won't know about this because they don't know about the internet. No. They won't be, they won't be listening to <laughs> they this. They won't be listening to They'll this. They'll be living in their own it's urine. No. Unless it's come out on tape in an Oxfam shop. That's playing as they walk in, trying to steal some shoes. Pretty vivid. But for those people, hey, how you doing? Hi, guys. Hi. If you happen to steal a computer in the near future, then have a look at quiteenjoy.co.uk and uh, and tell us what you think of us. Because <laughs> we'll be listening. Using words no longer than four, five letters a piece. Wouldn't want to confuse you now. <laughs> They're all you know. They're all you know. Um. We we should probably wrap this. Okay, yeah, let's wrap this let, up. let's wrap let's wrap this kebab up and put it in the fridge. Oh, speaking of fridge, do you know that? Stop I, tapping things. I have a uh, I have a broken fridge door at home. 
my fridge just opens now as and when it pleases. And uh, subsequently, all of my salad and milk goes off oh. in the night while I sleep. Excellent. <laughs> that's that's lovely. Nice one, fridge. What you want to do is sellotape that door shut. Or blue um, Magnets. No, a Magnets. baby, one of those baby things. Oh, yeah. On the cupboards to stop children opening yeah, the doors. Yeah, it still opens a little bit. They don't stop them completely because you have to get the bloody thing open. Otherwise, how do you get it open? Some kind of key. No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, okay. It's the power of mental thought. Whatever. Your um, wish for super nice. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Oh. No. No. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So uh, it's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Not that we care. Um, Jenkins out. Brown out. Bum, ba, dum. Bum, ba, dum. <laughs>